Hi folks, Nathan Pierce here. It's Friday, and I'm glad that it's Friday. Um, but it's Friday, the 18th of August, and we are going to talk about a few important things today. Thanks for joining us. Today we're going to be talking about some freedoms people care about, and what do you care about. We're going to talk a little bit about Scott Wilk's article, California's War on Parents. And lastly, we're going to talk about a little bit of a philosophical question um, regarding getting involved in government and a bit of a question for Christians, should you or should you not get involved in government? And sort of leading out with the question, if you were king. And so we're going to jump into all of those and a bit more in just a minute. So let's get into it. Welcome to The Frontline with FPM, where we talk about California politics, homeschool freedom, parental rights, and the family. I'm your host, Nathan Pierce, and thanks for joining us today. Let's jump right in and see what's going on here on The Frontline. So, starting out with what do we stand for here at Family Protection Ministries, what is our what is our focus? Um, I get asked a lot, what do you do and what, uh, what types of things do you get involved with? How can there possibly be enough work for you? Uh, the mission here at Family Protection Ministries is to protect the right of parents to train, educate, and care for their children privately without government interference. And those things are definitely under attack all the time here in Sacramento. And there's a lot of legislation introduced every year in Sacramento. Not all of it deals with uh, attacks on the family or parents or their rights to raise up children, but a good number of them do every year. And some of them are intentional, some of them are not intentional in terms of uh, a writing legislation that sort of has as a side effect an impact on homeschooling or family rights. But there's there's a continual need for us to have a voice to defend ourselves here in Sacramento. And uh, so we work hard to evaluate legislation, to stay on top of what's being introduced and discussed in committee hearings, and how can we get involved to protect the freedom of parents to train, educate, and care for their children privately without government interference. Because we believe that it's the parents' right and their responsibility to care for their children, and when government gets in the way, it sort of muddies things up and gets in the way of parents doing what is best for their children. So one of the questions that I want to ask you today is what freedoms do you care about? I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the Declaration of Independence. What freedoms do you care about? And I wanted to mention a couple of the bills that passed recently. One in particular that I was fascinated with this week, uh, and that bill is a bill that allows specifically for people to be buried with their pets. Now, some people feel very, very passionate about this, and that resulted in a bill being written and going through the legislative process and getting passed as a law. Now, this is something that somebody and a number of somebodies cared enough about that they wanted to make their voice heard, enough that they were willing to sacrifice and engage in the political process 
to the extent where they were involved in getting a bill through the legislative process to secure the freedom to be buried with their pets. Now, there's all kinds of laws on the books related to burials and cemeteries and things like that. And yet this particular thing was something that somebody felt needed to be added to those laws on the books. So whatever you think of about this, my point here is that somebody cared enough about this particular issue to invest into this bill getting through the process. And it couldn't just be one person. Enough people had to be convinced and had to sacrifice and invest time and money and resources into getting this bill through the legislature. This is something that we as homeschoolers and we as parents need to be willing to take a lesson from. If we are passionate about something that we want to protect, if we want to protect a right, or we want to secure the right to do something, and we want to maintain a right to do something, we need to be willing to invest into that freedom. We need to be willing to invest in that right, in protecting that right, whether it's our time, our money, our energy, our ideas, and these these various other ideas out there that people are putting energy into every day, sometimes they don't really impact us a whole lot, but sometimes they impact us a great deal. So when somebody puts a lot of energy into a bill that would actually negatively impact you personally and your family, you need to also invest so that you can protect yourself and your family. And it is that outworking of sharing of ideas, engaging on these arguments, that is the heart of the government that we have today here in California and in the United States. That's how our government works. It thrives best on people from both sides coming together to explain their reasons and their ideas and their arguments. Now, when one side is quiet, it doesn't work. It just ends up with one side ruling the other side. And so when we have freedoms that are at stake and freedoms that are under attack, we need to make sure that our side of this whole argument and discussion does not voice itself silently. We need to make sure that our side is heard and that our side of these arguments are well-structured, are clean and clear arguments, are arguments that are presented in a way that the other side can understand them, in a way that the other side can understand our ideas and our reasoning, as well as be persuaded to not necessarily agree with us on every point, but at least to the point where we can get some some discussion going so that we can have a a maybe not necessarily a compromise but an understanding way of pursuing a solution to our problem with their bill or proposal for example earlier this year we had a bill that required schools to have their water tested for lead well we looked at the bill and realized that it applies to everybody, including private homeschoolers, and we wrote up a series of amendment proposals to the author. We put our favorite proposal on top, 
and walked through that proposal with the author's staff. The author's staff took our favorite proposal and said, yes, this is fine. And that favorite proposal was leave all private schools out of this. We think just keep your bill focused on the public schools and everybody's going to be happiest. We gave them a number of reasons for this. They took that and they moved forward with the bill with that idea in mind. And it has kept us out of that bill all along the way. Now that solves our problem. It made it easier for them to get their bill passed. And ultimately, that was what they had intention. That was their main focus to begin with. So everybody was pretty happy moving forward in that situation. But we had to create a solution for them that solved their issue and yet kept us protected. That's something that we here at FPM have to do all the time. And we have to do this with a number of bills every year. And this year, we've got a number of bills going through the process that we've been working on on this, and, and we've reported on some of them already. But it's important to remember that this is how we can get involved in government. We see something that's a problem for us, that attacks our freedoms, and we voice our opinions on these after thinking through the logic, the arguments, and alternative proposals to help resolve issues that this bill is designed to deal with. So we have to address things with care and attention to detail so that we don't get met with just a brick wall, but somebody who is willing to work with us. So we have to be willing to work with them so that they can work with us and we can come with, up with a solution that makes everybody happy. Doesn't always work out at the end, uh, but uh, it's by far the most effective way to protect our freedoms. And so we start with that every time. I wanted to get into a little article here uh, written by Scott Wilk. And I'm not going to read the whole article. You can check it out yourself at uh, the Signal. Uh, but this article uh, that was um, published uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, it's written by Senator Scott Wilk. And if you remember, Senator Scott Wilk just a few weeks ago was in a committee hearing and he said uh, something to the effect that, um, in fact, I think he has his quote in this article. He said that if you, if you love your, your kids and your family, if you love your children, here's the quote, if you love your children, you need to flee. He said, in the past, when we've had these discussions and seen parental rights atrophied, I've encouraged people to keep fighting. I've changed my mind on that, he said. If you love your children, you need to flee. I'm not going to stay in this state because it's too oppressive. I believe in freedom, and so I'm going to move to America. <laughs> this was Senator Scott Wilkes very passionate uh, statement in response to a bill that was uh, attacking the biblical family. And ultimately, he, um, he has uh, been a, a real strong uh, protector of family freedom and the biblical family and our values in terms of keeping the family the way it, it was designed to be and keeping parents in the driver's seat when bringing up their children. Um, so I'm going to uh, read a little bit of his uh, comments as he 
as he sort of reflects on that. He says, my comments went viral, and in fact they did, they hit national news. My comments went viral. I did not say them with the intention of garnering headlines, but because they were from the heart. My words clearly struck a chord with many families. The assumption that parents are abusive for not affirming their child's ideologies is flat out dangerous. There is a huge difference between abuse and a disagreeing on gender identity, and there are laws on the books to ensure parents who are actually abusive are held accountable. This is all true. And it's important to acknowledge these things that he's saying are true. There are laws on the books that deal with abuse of parents. And it's important to have those laws, and those laws fit in exactly with what God says that the purpose of government is in Romans 13. So, let's go on. He says, finally, here's the latest in the state's usurping of parental rights. Imagine your child is struggling with mental health issues, and you, the parent, are kept out of the decision-making process when it comes to their treatment. Moreover, the role of decision-maker goes to a government bureaucrat who could be projecting their agenda onto your already vulnerable child. That's what will happen if Assembly Bill 665 is approved, and it's deeply troubling. So, he goes on to explain the rest of this bill, but you've probably heard of Assembly Bill 665 and the dangerous threat that it poses on parents maintaining control in their homes and being in charge of medical decisions made on behalf of their children. Now, we defend a parent's right to train, educate, and care for their children privately without government interference. That's what we do here at Family Protection Ministries. And AB 665 is another example, and we've talked about this bill before. It's another example of a bill where the government is saying we should take over this responsibility or in certain cases take over the responsibility to make decisions for children. Now, this is a dangerous, dangerous direction for the state to go on any specific situation. And when you start with one situation, it's easy for that to lead to many other situations. And we don't want to see that happen here in California. So like many of the other groups involved in medical freedom, we would encourage you to voice your, your position on AB 665 to ask your legislator to vote no on that bill because it is bad. And it's bad policy for the state of California, both by itself as well as what it will lead to. Because as we know, these baby steps of taking a little situation here and a little situation here and taking the government and moving it further and further and further into the position of parent in the family, this is a dissolution of the biblical family. It is an undermining of biblical truth when it comes to what God's design is for the family. And it's an abuse of what God has designed for the government. It is outside of the realm of what God has given to the government for their responsibility. So we need to voice our opinion, make sure that we ourselves are heard, and stand up for the freedoms that we care about. So, what freedoms do you care about? Perhaps this one is one of them. But I would consider you to keep consider, I would urge you to consider to keep thinking through what freedoms you care about. As we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, sometimes I get the question, 
I don't even know if it's right or biblical for me to get involved in government at all. Because government is sort of a worldly thing. Government isn't something that I think I should be involved in. Some some people tell me government is, is dirty and it's it's full of liars and I don't like politicians. And sometimes I hear that, you know, people believe that um, that government isn't something we should be involved in because Jesus said, my kingdom isn't of this world. So, so I shouldn't be involved in anything of this world. Well, we live in this world and God tells us to live in the world and but not be of the world, right? So we we do need to engage somewhat in this world because we live here. And so one question that I would ask you is what if you were born into this world, into a family where you ultimately were, were, were given the role of king because you inherited that? You were born into a royal family and you were next in line for the throne. You become king and your little brother is next in line after you. So picture yourself as the newly crowned king and your little brother is next in line for the throne. In this situation where the government is led by a king and the reins of power go to the next person in line. If you, if you say, I don't actually want to be king, I'm going to abdicate, then your little brother becomes king and whatever he does is going to be the lead for the country. Now think about this as I give you a little more detail about the situation. You're a strong Christian believer and you believe in conservative values and you believe in the basic principles of a biblical family. Now think about this part. Your little brother doesn't hold these same values. Your little brother is not a believer. He's not a Christian. In fact, he doesn't hold any values related to families. His values are serving himself and being a tyrant, which is what he would become if you abdicated. Now, in that situation, if you abdicate the throne, is that the right thing to do, either for you or for the country? Is that taking the responsibilities God's given you and done what is right with them? Now think of our actual situation in California today. In the world today, where we live, and yes, we live in a society that sometimes seems dirty, and it seems like there are politicians that are out there to get you, and maybe they've never spoken an honest word in their life. Perhaps, perhaps you've got a legislator that represents you that you've never agreed with once. Maybe that is your situation. But you still have the ability to communicate with them. You can call them on the phone and talk to their staff. You can write them a letter. 
and you might even be able to visit them at their local district office down the street from your house. That person has the authority to impact the laws that will, that will then be governing you and your children and your grandchildren years from now. If you have the ability to influence that person's decisions and they're the ones voting on laws in California or across the country, then if you don't influence them, if you remain silent, you, in a sense, are like the king that abdicates and allows their younger brother to rule the nation, knowing full well that what they do is not going to be right or good. Now, many of our legislators I know don't like to listen to their constituents. But, on the other hand, I know they all know that they need to. And they all care, to some degree, about each of their constituents and what they think. Now, they won't vote for you, vote with your ideas every time. But, they will hear every time you weigh in on an issue. And it will be on their conscience. In fact, I have heard legislators say that I was going to vote for this bill, but I've been getting so many phone calls, I haven't been able to keep, I haven't been able to sleep at night. And so I can't vote yes on this bill because of my conscience. Even though their own party was pushing them to vote yes on it, they could not vote yes because the phone calls were causing them to be pricked in their conscience and they couldn't sleep at night. They said this in a public hearing. So, all this to say, if we care about our freedoms, and I know you do, think about what our founders said when they signed the Declaration of Independence, when they wrote in that document, we pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor to defend the freedoms that we talk about in this document. Now, if you have freedoms that you've been thinking about, that you care about, freedoms that you want to retain, freedoms that you appreciate today and want to have around tomorrow and next year and for your children and for your grandchildren to enjoy, these are the freedoms that you need to speak up for and make sure that they're around. Do as much as you can to maintain your freedom so that it's there for your children and your grandchildren, and for many generations to come. Because one day, you'll look back and wish, I wish I had done a little more. You're not going to look back and say, I spent too much time asking for freedom for my grandchildren. That's it for today. I hope you're encouraged, and may God bless you as you seek out his way, because as it says, we need to lean on him for truth, right? Let's do it together. It says, it says right here in Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. 
and he will make straight your paths. God bless you till next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Frontline with FPM. For more information about the topics we discuss here, check out Family Protection Ministries at fpmca.org and subscribe to our channel.